listening to City Church Long Beach Sermons Podcast. You can visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. Good morning, City Church of Long Beach. This is fun. (laughs) And I'm grabbing my notes to make sure I don't miss anything because this is kind of a radical new experiment for us as a church this morning, worshiping in two different settings, but as one community. Still, even though some of us are in person and some of us are on Zoom, we are a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. So let me tell you one way that we want to experiment with doing this one community in two settings thing. Uh, Everyone who would like to is welcome to be on Zoom this morning. So scattered around are some places that have our QR code that will take you uh, to our visit page on our website where you can get into the digital handout that has lyrics and other things you might need this morning, but it also gives you the link to go on the Zoom. So for those of you who are here in person, oh yes, please be seated. Please go ahead and be seated. Be comfortable. For those of you uh, who are in person and you want to, you can actually join in the Zoom, keep your phone silenced, and you can participate by chat. You can even wave at some people that you know who are on the online setting. Uh, So that's one of the ways that we can be one community in two settings this morning. Now, for those of you who are online, we are so excited that you are with us today. Thank you so much for joining our Zoom meeting. Will you give me just one second to talk to the people who are in person and do a little housekeeping since we're in this new space? Okay, so a few things. I wanted to make sure that I tell those of you who are here in person. One is that we are a mask-friendly church. And what that means is if you're vaccinated, it's totally optional. You may have seen me wearing mine. It's because I'm trying to model for my kids. Uh, But it's totally optional if you're vaccinated. If you're unvaccinated, we do ask that you wear a mask for your safety and the safety of others around you. Um, We have communion supplies, one per household in the back. Uh, If you didn't grab that on your way in for your family, your household, or just you as a person, this would actually be a great time to slip back there and just grab a a thing of crackers and a thing of juice because you will need them through the service. Um, And bathrooms. I know some of you are going to be thinking about bathrooms. That's totally natural. They're right here through this door to my right. There are two bathrooms on the left there. Don't worry. It's a family. Don't feel awkward if you have to come up during the service and flip it to the bathroom. No big deal. Continuing that family theme, we do have some kids' art supplies and books in the back. And so at any time, your kids are welcome to grab things over there. Later on in the service, there will be an invitation, parents. If your kids want to go back and hear a, ser- a story back in that corner uh, and you're comfortable with that, you can send them back for that story time. Okay, does that all make sense? Thumbs up? I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the thumbs up even in person. Um, yeah, speaking of kids, Bill. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, there we are. Uh, there's some seats up front for folks who are in the in the way back there. Um, and uh, I want to just give a shout out to the folks on Zoom. Uh, you know, I'm sort of, Brenda's sort of the, she's the normal pastor. I'm sort of the awkward pastor. That's not true. She's actually pretty awkward too. But um, I, I particularly love no, new people. I saw Toby is with us on Zoom. Toby, good to see you. Never met you. I usually call people out on Zoom and make them feel uncomfortable. So just... You're here, so welcome. And there are a bunch of new folks here today and just super excited for you guys. Um, So we're gonna take just a minute and I want us to think about some of the emotions that we have experienced over the last year. And I want us to think, especially with the kids, uh, sometimes 
we overlook the fact that the kids are going through a pandemic also. And kids really mattered a lot to Jesus and they matter a lot to folks here at City Church. And so we want to just think about that. Um, and so I was thinking about uh, emotions and what emotions our kids have had over the last year. So kids, I might need a little bit of help here. Um, did anyone see that movie Inside Out? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, you remember there were different colors for the different characters? What, uh, you remember what color anger was? Yes, anger was very red. Yes, and fear. Does anyone remember what color fear was? Purple. Man, you guys are good. I could not remember that. So um, what I wanted us to think about just for a second, uh, particularly with the help of the kids, is what were some of your strongest emotions over this last year? And I brought some colors to help us. So I'm gonna just lift up a color and I wanna see a kid maybe raise your hand. And, uh, and if you're on Zoom, your kid, you can put it in the chat. So when you see this color green, like think, think just look at that kids for a second. Kind of go back on this last year, like, oh, what was green? Was it like green or was it like green or, I don't know what what strikes you. Asha Rubio, did you have your hand up? Yeah, shout out. Thank you. Uh, Israel, can you translate that for with a slightly louder voice? The pandemic affected us all. The pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yes. That was awesome. Asha Rubio, thank you for that insight. Yeah, I think we're all feeling that. Okay, how about how about orange? Is there any any kid relate to orange? Like, huh? Is there an emotion connected to orange for you? Yes, yeah, I yeah, Emma. Yes, disappointment because all my soccer games got canceled. Like that's orange. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, yes. And if you can't feel that, there's probably something wrong with you. You should probably go see a therapist. <laughs> like me. Okay, we're gonna try, we're gonna try blue. Is there is there Kari, you have a blue? Is that you had some sadness this year, Kara? Yeah. School. Yeah, Bella, you want to share something? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. So she was in fourth grade, totally looking forward to fifth grade. And none of that stuff happened. All those special moments, those fifth grade moments, those special programs, field trips, a lot of sadness. There's really actually been a lot going on for our kids. There's also been, has anyone here, you remember what color this was in the movie? Joy, yeah. Was there any, was there any of that this year? Can any kid relate to, to a little bit of like, that was really actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, hold on. I got a kid over here. Lucy, yeah? Being out in nature more. Uh, being out in nature more. 
brought her a lot of joy, right? Felt connected to something bigger, renewed. And there are probably some other things too. There's just a lot been going on. So glad that we could share a little bit of that together. We're trying to hold all of that here today. Adults, I imagine as you were listening to our kids, you were thinking a lot of, yeah, me too. I've had a lot of big emotions this year. And I think a lot of us are experiencing big emotions in this season, the season of change and transition and things are, are opening up. And even this morning, right, we're feeling, there's so many different possibilities for what we're feeling. Some of us are feeling joy. Like this is like a sign of hope. We know that light, there might be light at the end of the tunnel. Some of us, maybe you're at home and there might be some mixed emotions, maybe a little sadness, a little bit of worry. Like, do they miss me? Does anyone care that I'm not there? And we just want to say, yeah, absolutely. You're missed. This is so good and it's so hard. And I know that there's some of you here this morning and this is your first time here and you don't even know what's going on. And it was so brave of you to come. Thank you. There's hope for more normal, and we're not even sure what normal is. This last year has revealed so much, all the tensions in our world, and some of us were more aware of them before the pandemic, and for some of us, it was just like, wow, an uncovering of so much that we had missed before. And so in this, this season of change, this sort of liminal season, a transitional place between one thing and another, what does it mean to be the church? Well, what we want to say this morning is we actually think God delights and thrives in the awkward spaces of tension. This is actually a space where our faith can grow in incredible ways. And so we want to name a couple of tensions around what it means to be church in this season. The church gathered and the church scattered. And think about how God can meet us in this place. So this morning, we have a new friend, uh, Ramon Rendon, who I believe is going to read scripture for us. And so Ramon, if you would like to come up, would you want to come up with the mic? That'd be awesome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Can you hear me? Well, okay, cool. Um, so the scripture is uh, Mark 3, 13. Jesus went up on the mountainside and called to him those who wanted. And they came to him. He appointed 12 that might be with him and that he might send them out. Mark 3, 13. Thank you. This is the word of God. All right, and now we're going to invite our friend Charmaine up. She is going to pray for our kiddos, and then she's going to invite any parents who would like to send your kids back for a story time after Charmaine prays. Okay, let's pray for our kids. Dear God, thanks for our kids. Thank you, God, they bring us joy. And as they're here in church, may they just know how much you love and care for them. In Jesus' name. So for any kids, we're going to be back there under that umbrella. So, <laughs> This is normal. 
There you go. Um, yeah, so kids, if you want, you can go back there if your parents feel comfortable with that. Great. And there's going to be a little story reading back in the back corner. So folks in the back corner, you're probably going to hear a little bit of that story, which is great, too. Uh, this is Welcome to the Messiness of City Church. It's uh, sort of how we roll. So as, as we look at that passage, am I on? You can hear me? No. Let's test. I'm, I'm kind of in and out a little bit. I'm going to hold this and we'll see how that goes. So I want us to think a little bit about this passage where Jesus goes up on the, on the hillside and he calls a dozen friends to him. And he says, hey, let's, let's do this thing. You're going to be with me, and I'm going to send you out. It's the gathered church and the scattered church. And I want to think a little bit about what it means to be gathered, because Jesus says, you know, come, come to me. I, I, I want you. Jesus is choosing people, saying, come, come gather around. It's what the church is. A group of people gathered around Jesus. It's not very fancy. The microphone breaks half the time, right? You got to wear funny stickers, right? Or you're on Zoom. Right? This is weird. Yeah. This is actually kind of normal. And I want us to think a little bit about some of those people who gathered those 12 that Jesus chose. It, it goes on in the passage and it names them here in just a minute. But some of them were like super psyched to get back together again, right? There were five of them who were from the same town, from Bethsaida. Peter, Andrew, Philip, James, John. Those five, they like they come up and they're like, high five, dude, so good to see you. How you guys been? How's the fishing business, right? I mean, it was like a reunion. And for some people, that's how an in-person gathering might feel today. Like, oh my gosh, I can't, like your kids are growing, this is so fun to see you and to catch up and you know, the good old days, lots of those conversations, right? It's so wonderful, entirely appropriate. But then there are other folks like, like Thaddeus. Whose favorite disciple is Thaddeus? <laughs> no one. You never met Thaddeus. Thaddeus never met anyone. Thaddeus is brand new. Thaddeus is showing up on the mountainside. He's like, whoa, hey, what's this like? Right? Thaddeus is sitting by himself over on the like is anyone going to talk to me it's it's weird showing up and not knowing anyone and that's a lot of you here today a lot of, a lot of you are, are like I, this is funky I, in fact I want to see a show of hands we're, we're going to do this how many people have you this is your first time ever? On a Sunday, worshiping together in person in the flesh with City Church. Let's show your hands. How many people is that? Raise your hands. That look around. That's like at least a third of the crowd, maybe even half. Like just so you know, you're like all alone, and it feels weird along with like half the other people. <laughs> so this is normal. This is church. This is church with Thaddeus. Okay. And yeah, it's a little awkward. We'll figure it out. It's okay. Now, 
Now, there, there are two key things in this first part about the gathered church, real quick, that we need to understand. Uh, one is they gather around Jesus, and second is they gather with each other. So when you gather around Jesus, that's what it says. Jesus called them to himself, to be with him. That's what Jesus does. And we're gathered around Jesus. We're trying to meet Jesus. And we've met Jesus over this last year. But we're still trying to figure this out. One of the things that I, I have to highlight here, this is sort of, a, kind of one of the themes and just part of the puzzle of City Church is we all meet Jesus in different ways. And we're all on our spiritual journey. And everyone's taking their own steps at their own pace. And it's really different for everyone, okay? But we're not going to deny the fact that we're a Jesus-centered church. We just are. Okay? At the end of the story, there's this great moment in Matthew chapter 28. It's the last chapter in the Gospels where, where Jesus is raised from the dead. And these same group, the same ones that are, are, are named here in this passage that we're reading today, that same group is with Jesus. It's just them. And it says this in Matthew 28, 17, that they worshiped him and some doubted. That just is awesome. I love that passage. It's so city church, right? That's why we're here, to worship him and to doubt. That's our journey. And Jesus, it doesn't stop. He doesn't stop and say, stop the doubting. The next very, the very next thing he says is, hey, now let's go love other people. You who worship and you who doubt. We're in this thing together. It's a beautiful moment. So we gather around Jesus, but they also gather around each other. See, Jesus just doesn't call them to himself. He gathers them to each other. Now they, they meet some friends. Thaddeus gets included in a potluck. Right? This is what we do. And we've seen that over the last year. It's been slightly awkward, and but it's it's actually happening. Got a little technical issue here, Joe. Yeah, Joe's Joe's our tech guy, and he's brilliant. And uh, yeah, yeah. That means that yeah, we never see Joe, but he's very nice. But he runs the show, for which we're grateful. Um. But they gathered together, and, and this last year, I just want to use a couple of examples. Like, there was a group of women who gathered around and read this book called Shameless. Talked about, I mean, I don't know the details. I didn't hear that from the leader, but they talked about sexuality and identity and mental health, trauma, all kinds of stuff. They gathered around each other as they gathered around Jesus. There were a group of us who studied Muharista theology and womanist midrash and read the book reading while black and together we've been on this journey towards jesus we're going to stay on that journey that's who we are we're going to figure out how to do that in person and online going through so this morning we're going to have sort of an extended communion mixed in here during the message because the invitation that Jesus made to his friends when he gathered them around the table just before his death, it was an invitation to both gather and scatter. Because the first thing that he did 
So he took bread and he blessed it. He gathered this piece of bread. Now, Christian mystics throughout the ages, those people who like to think really, really deep thoughts about what do the rest of us seem like really simple things. One of the things that they say about this, this simple piece of bread is though we see it as a whole, in fact, it comes from many different grains gathered from many different fields, brought all together into this one piece. It's an image of gathering and blessing. Just like you this morning, whether you're joining us on Zoom, whether you're here in person, you're gathered together into this one community. And yeah, it's a little awkward. And we're all different in all sorts of ways. And yet God invites us to find community in each other around Jesus. And so as you came in today, you gathered a, a little package of crackers for, your, for yourself, for your family, your household. And what I actually wanna invite you to take a minute to do quietly is just to pull it out and look at it. You might even pass it around in your little group that's gonna share the package of crackers in a little bit. And as you look at it, as you hold it, I'd actually like you to name in your head or maybe even to a friend, a family member nearby. The pointing, that's gonna be our cue for it's too loud for me to talk. But as you hold that bread, would you name some of the ways you've been gathered differently over this last year? Ways that you found community in unexpected places? How you found blessing in that? And maybe some of your hopes for gathering over the next months. Would you actually sit and hold that for just a moment? I love hearing that some people are saying it to each other online. If you want to put some remarks in the chat, share some thoughts with each other. All right, we're going to pull this thing back together and this talking to each other stuff. I'm like a big fancy pastor. You got this underneath. I got a microphone. <laughs> um, so this whole scattered church, so we're gathered and then we're scattered. Uh, Jesus goes on and he says, he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out. Right? To be with him, gather, and that he might send them out. And that's, that's who we are as a church. We're sent out people out into the various places where we've been and uh, whether in line or on person, like it's just what we do. We, we go to love and serve and give our lives away because that's what Jesus says. And, you know, I think about this last year, it was, you know, it was kind of weird, right? Really weird year, but I was reflecting like, 
it was actually an, an amazing year for us as a church being scattered. We, uh, within the first couple of weeks of the pandemic, uh, some folks from church and some neighbors pulled together this food team and said, hey, there are a bunch of people in this neighborhood, Wrigley, who are food insecure. And we started taking donations and volunteers came to drive and uh, raise money. We, we have given out over $20,000 in food this year. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is stunning. In fact, I'd love to see a show of hands. There are people here, like, if you have donated food or helped organize stuff or if you've delivered food or donated money towards the particular food ministry, I just want to see a show of hands. Like, raise your hand. Like, look, look around these people. Selena, you got to raise your hand. You've given up so much. Oh, my gosh. Like, they're literally, there are two dozen people here and online, too. And there are a hundred other neighbors who've been a part of it. That's what it means to be church. Jesus sent them out to push back the gardens. And in partnership with Family Promise, uh, with some donors, there's this crazy idea like, hey, let's buy a house in our neighborhood for families that don't have a place to live. And we bought a house. Like, we don't have a church building. <laughs> That's kind of silly. But we bought a house, and there are two families that live there now that were living in motels or in cars. And, and they're just part of our family. Like, this is us. We're together. We're getting ready to convert the garage. We just got initial approval this week so that a third family can, can live there. And, I mean, it's just like, this is what it means to be the scattered church, to go out wherever you are, right? I think of people like uh, Charlie Williams. Charlie Williams, are you here? Charlie Williams, did you pick up some trash in your neighborhood this year? Yes. Yeah, all the time. You're amazing, right? But this is what we've done. We've been the scattered church that says we're going to love. We're going to serve. We're going to care for this whole world. And there are a lot of us who've decided we're going to think about what does it mean to re-enter into whatever the new normal is with a different lens around racial equity. To actually care about these things. To expose some of our privilege. To think about some of the structures in this world that are not right. That's why we're going to, you know, we read all this different theology this year. And this summer we're doing this, we're reading, uh, oh, here it is. We're reading this book called Native, uh, kind of a reflection on indigenous uh, Indian theology. Like how, how do we think about that? And how does that change us and how we do church? And how do we relate to the land and things like this? That's part of what it means to be scattered, to go out and to be Jesus in our world. It's such an inversion of how we naturally tend to think about things sometimes. I need to get it together so that I can do good things for other people, so I can do good things in the world. I need to get it together. And yet there's this picture that it's actually so often when we're broken, in the difficult places, in the difficult moments, 
that that's actually how God uses us. And so we go again to this metaphor, this picture of the bread. Because after Jesus had taken the bread, gathered it, gathered it to himself, after he blessed it, he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. It was in the breaking that the blessing would be scattered, not just to the people sitting with him at the table, but to those outside the walls, those far off. There was a vision of blessing that was going to go to the ends of the earth. And so again, this morning, we invite you to take, whether it's your bread at home, the pastor crackers that you have in your hands, don't eat it yet. But would you pass it around and would you break it? And as you do, again, you can either think, you can chat in the Zoom, you can talk with a friend nearby. How have you found blessing in the brokenness this year? How have you sensed God pushing you out with love towards others? Friends, you don't have to have it all together at this table that Jesus said.